Welcome to Toffee Blue View, your source for all things Everton. I'm Jerry. I have a new uh, voice face, uh, depending on how you're receiving this information. Joining me today, I've got Paul. Paul, how are how are things with you, man? I'm cool, man. A little bit warm. Because the sun is cracking the flags here in Liverpool. I've just got home from work, but I'm looking forward to this, man. Yeah, I Other would, than that, I'm great. I would ask you the temperature there, but I would so not ha- know how to convert Celsius to Fahrenheit. I don't either. <laughs> I would 21 t- Celsius for anyone who can. 21 Celsius for anyone who can. Yeah, late, lately here, it's been like ridiculously humid. It's been like in the in the you know mid 80s to the 90s. It's just yeah, and it it sounds way more dramatic in Fahrenheit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so. Paul, just for everybody uh, listening and watching out there, uh, he writes uh, for the, the Toffee Blues website, but additionally, he writes pieces for the uh, Liverpool Echo. Uh, he, he does their fan juries. He, he appears every fortnight uh, to kind of give Everton views from a supporter, right? Yes, that's correct. We've got a, a pretty packed show for the podcasters out there, so let me go ahead and tell you what's going on. We're going to start with Silva because guess what world we have a manager now or a head coach whatever you want to call him just there's going to be a guy on our sidelines now and it's not Big Sam and holy hell it's wonderful so <laughs> next we are going to to try to untangle the the web that is transfer rumors because the window's been open for a while here people and oh my gosh the names uh, yeah it's insane so many names so we'll talk a little bit about that and then we'll finish uh, because it seems like uh, we're going to be saying goodbye again to Wayne. All right. Apparently, uh, we've we've got an agreement with uh, DC United. We'll see if he agrees with DC United. I don't know. But I'm going to talk to Paul about this, and he's let me know he's got some pretty strong opinions about that. So uh, yeah, I'm excited. I want to hear some. I want to hear some passion. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, so Paul. Let's talk Silva, okay? Uh, for listeners and viewers out there, Paul has an article on the Toffee Blues website that uh, if I summarize it in like a half a second, one second, it's, it's basically we have to make sure we give Silva some time. We've got to be patient, okay? So, uh, nice. Paul, your opinion on the, the Silva appointment, how are you feeling about this? Um. I'm cautiously optimistic. I mean, if you'd have offered me Silva back in November when the choices were him or Big Sam, realistically, or Martin O'Neill, then he was by far and away the guy we wanted out of that choice. It got to the summer now, and I wasn't sure whether we were going to go back for him or whether that ship had sailed, because he, obviously he was he left the Watford job in bad circumstances during that time. So I thought, mm, maybe it's kind of we cast our net favour afield and try and get another... Hollywood name. Mishiri's talked about when he first brought Cuban in, about how Northwest England was the Hollywood of football in his own words. So I thought, knowing Farhad Mishiri, maybe he was only so desperate for silver at the time because he just didn't want Sam Allardyce like the rest of us didn't. <laughs> but now that now that we've made it to the summer and that we've got a bit of breathing room and we so a lot a few managers are maybe out of contract or looking for a move, maybe he would f- feel right. I tried Silva, didn't we didn't get him. 
whatever, we move on now. I'll go get myself a bit of name, but obviously not. Obviously, Silva is the guy who he is dead set on. I He clearly went back for him, first chance he got. And I don't really think we were ever in any serious talks with anyone else. I mean, the Fonseca rumours kept cropping up, but I don't really feel there was anything in there. Hmm. He spoke to West Ham, didn't he? But I, I don't even think he was even serious about West Ham. I think he would just use the links hmm. to get his new deal with Shakhtar. And other than that, what really... What other managers were we linked with, apart from Silva? It just appears like he was a one-horse race all along. And if he's good enough for Mishiri, my opinion is then, OK, I'm going to trust Mishiri's judgment. Oh, he's made some mistakes, the owner, since he came in. Ronald Koeman didn't work out. He took too long um, to hire Allardyce. He left Unsworth in the out of fire a bit too long. Other than that, I'd say Mishiri's made some pretty good decisions so far for the club. He's... He's got the new stadium up and running. He's wiped the debt. He's trying to think of the words. Changed a lot about the club's infrastructure that really, really needed changing. It was about 10, 15 years the club was just ran in a way that is not befitting of a Premier League football club that makes millions and millions of pounds. So, my overall opinion of Silver is from a football point of view, okay, he's not done, he's not worth for any massive clubs before Everton, but. Neither Paolo Fonseca. Fonseca is doing well in Ukraine. Um, Silva has, do, has done just as well, if not better, in Greece. He went the entire league unbeaten. Mm. He did okay in Portugal. He did... People like to harp on saying, oh, he's been relegated by Hull. Well, come on. At Hull, Hull were dead and buried before he even got there. And the fact that Hull even got the hands out of the grave. Now, they didn't quite rise from the dead, but they certainly got the heads back above the soil and nearly mm. got out again. So that is a testament to him. And Watford played really, really, really good football. I felt, I felt they were a shoe in for finishing. They would have been Burnley. I think if, what, if Silver had stayed there for the entire season and if what happened with us didn't happen, like he didn't have his head turned, he didn't clearly lose interest, I think Watford would be that team finishing seventh this season, not Burnley. Wow. I think we they would they would have had their really really good season they would not have tailed off they would have got to seventh place and if marco silva got Watford to seventh place and we got to the end of the season and Allardyce had gone would everyone be happy with silva then i think people really would be mm. i generally do so i'm willing to give marco silva um a lot of breathing space i'm reasonably happy with the appointments yes we all wanted a big hollywood name but it's it's not realistic arsenal are looking for a manager they've took emery two shells gone to psg conti apparently wants to go back to italy so just there isn't a lot of great names available who are willing to come to Everton. So Silva is the next best thing. He's a young guy. He's ambitious. He has had success other places, and he has shown that he he can improve teams. Mm-hmm. Right? He improved Hull a hell of a lot when he got there, and he improved Watford. And I think Watford would have stayed the course over the entire season had he stayed there the entire season and had the drama that happened with us not occurred. Mm-hmm. So that was a bit long-winded, but I am happy with Silva. I think. So that is a very, very good choice. He's a lot better than Allardyce, and I think he is, on paper at the moment, he is just as good an appointment as Fonseca would be. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm one of those, and actually we have some other people here at the channel that thought Fonseca was going to be our guy uh, for, yeah. for a while. Um, you look at the two of them on paper, they are pretty similar. Um, I would say uh, Silva, the, the thing that really marks people off of Silva is... And these are people that look at things very black and white, all right? Yes. Uh, the the relegation at Hull and the fact that he, he was able to have his head turned 
at Watford. Yes, yes. Um, that was the thing that kind of gave me pause is the fact that he seemed to kind of be hopping from job to job and he hasn't really had yeah. a long stretch. That was my main reason why I wanted Fonseca because it seemed like Fonseca yeah. had, had it was able to kind of get some roots. Um, and I feel mm-hmm. like that's what that's what we need is someone that's going to dig in for a while and commit. Yeah. Um, so I thought Fonseca was going to be our guy. And then I read all over Twitter again. Twitter, what do you believe? How do you believe? What You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I'm supposed to believe this, but the rumors were that Fonseca was asking for these crazy clauses in his contract about yes. release clause for Champions League teams that might come in for him and that kind of thing. Yeah. All right? Now, yeah. that could just be people trying to feel better about themselves because he didn't choose their club. You know? That, exactly, yeah. You know, that could be total fluff, whatever. But at the same time, that could be true. And honestly, I don't want... I wouldn't want a manager to have that kind of clause in his contract at our, no. at our, at our club. I just I wouldn't want that. Um, and then I think you mentioned something about Moshiri. You trust Moshiri's judgment. Um, guy's got a lot of money. Uh, and, and somebody that has that kind of money, I don't feel like they make a lot of the same mistakes over and over again. All yes. Right? I think we've seen some changes in terms of the way things are done. He doesn't yes. call Jim White anymore. He's not texting exactly. Jim White, and he's not using him as a mouthpiece. Hey, what a start. <laughs> you know, let's get past that. Let's start actually considering the communications from the club. You know, let's actually do it like that. Um, so that was – that's. I feel like you're starting to see some improvements. Bronze is, is night and day compared to Walsh. All right? Yes. I still feel like Walsh has some value as a scout. I do. And I and I wish him well. He's mm-hmm. probably some super nice guy. He did he, he did unearth some some players for us, you know, good. But I don't think he fully understood the job. I feel bronze comes in there like he looks like he's been there for years. Yeah, he you has know? an aura yeah. about him, doesn't he? He just seems like you know what this is a place I I'm doing this again. This is something I've done before, yeah. and I'm going to do this again. And he approves of Silva. That to yes. me, I'm in. Seals the deal. Yes. Yeah. And they've been talking for a while. That's the thing. Supposedly they talked before Bronze was appointed. So yes. apparently we were we pretty much had decided on Silva before Bronze was appointed. And that was, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. you were Sam right earlier. Keep, Sam was keeping the seat warm. A lot of people were worried in the summer, oh, Sam's talking about how the preseason's going to be organised, about targets he's got in mind for next summer. A lot of people, I think, were starting to really panic, thinking, well, Sam's actually might be staying here. Like, why would he be saying all this if he's got going to leave in June? Yeah. I don't think that was ever really a danger. I think Sam Sam was definitely going. Sam probably knew he was going in the back mm-hmm. of his mind, and he was just saying things to just massage his own ego. He's not going to sit there and say, oh, yeah, there's no point me organising a pre-season because I won't be here. What manager's going to do that? And he right, kind of right. I think he was, he was always leaving... Mashiri never intended to keep him past June. He was only here because we couldn't get Marco Silva back in November yeah. when the problems first arise. Marco Silva, the, the, the day he got sacked from Watford, I think he probably had someone calling him up and saying, just sit tight for a few months, go on vacation, turn off your phone. Any club tries to get into contact with you and offer you a job, you just tell them you're not interested because as soon as the season ends, this job's for, we've got this job waiting up for you. And he's thought, I'll have some of that. And obviously... They've gone and spoke to Brands, and Brands approves of this. So I think it was always very much a long-term plan. This was always in place. This wasn't just something that was decided a couple of weeks ago or 
a few weeks before the end of the season. I think he was always coming in. Brands was always coming in. Brands approved of him straight away. And basically, Sam Allardyce did not have a prayer of staying and probably neither do. I don't know the circumstances of Walsh leaving. I don't know whether Walsh decided to go of his own accord or whether he was kind of shown the door like Sam was. But I think this was always, as soon as Ronald Koeman left the club, this was the plan Machiri had in mind. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if they offered him a, a different position, you know, scouting position to stay on. Because I think, I, I'm guessing they do value that about him. But mm-hmm. if you're Walsh, you're sitting there, I mean, your, your pride probably prevents you from getting demoted, you know? Yes. Probably had to clear his office out for brands, give up his parking space, <laughs> things like that. I don't think he that would really, sting. I don't think. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Saying that, I don't even know if Steve Walsh had an office at Finch Farm. I've, all, I've always wondered that. What did Steve Walsh do, like day to day? Was he on the training pitch? Did he sit in a room? Did it, was he just? Did he have his own office somewhere else, and people would just call him? He was a kind of a mysterious figure at the club, Walsh. I mean, we saw him occasionally on Twitter. You'd see photos of him, you know, in in football stadiums around Europe. He's obviously doing a bit of scouting, mm-hmm. but when he wasn't off abroad. Um, scouting players or trying to do deals. I don't really know what he did day to day. I mean, what was the ins and outs of it? Did he sit? Did he sit at Finch Farm? Did he work at Goodison? Did he kind of just travel all around the country? Whereas Brands has said he's bought a house down the road from Finch Farm. He will be there pretty much every day. That he's not, you know, off doing the scouting himself. So I think Brands will be a very visible figure around the club. And Steve Walsh, for a lot of his tenure, really wasn't. He was just very. At least he, not to us fans. He wasn't. So yeah. He seemed like such a quiet guy. You know, yeah, but not very... but not the kind of quiet confidence. It seemed it no, was almost it like I'm quiet because I'm uncertain. Yes, you exactly. Know? No one really. I don't. I don't think I ever really listened to him do an extended interview. Maybe he did, and I just haven't found it anywhere. But I never listened to Steve Walsh and had him say things like explain properly what his plan for the club was, what he wanted to do for the club, what he wanted to bring in. It just kind of seemed to be he just flitted, sort mm-hmm. of thing, and I don't imagine his relationship with Kuban kind of is going to be anywhere close to what the relationship of what Brands and Silver was. Brands is very much above Silver and Silver um, reports to Brands and they seem like they're both very happy with that arrangement whereas I don't imagine Ronald Kuban would answer to Steve Walsh. Yeah. I don't think Ronald Kuban was the type of guy who'd answer to anyone other than the owner. And he was supposed to. And that's not that's a healthy the thing. relationship. You're totally right. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Because you could tell they had... You could tell they were disagreeing about about uh, targets. You know, I think yes. we would have had a striker in earlier if they agreed yes. on targets. I think we would have had. I, I think we would have actually gotten several more players in if they agreed more. Yeah, um, yeah. just a strange. And I think uh, Bronze would have put the kibosh on some of those Kuman signings as well. Yes, you know, if I can imagine, if Steve Walsh said to Ronald Kuman. No, I don't. I don't think we should buy that player. I think Ronald Koeman would turn around and say, "I want the player. I will go." And that's all there is to it. Yep. Sort of thing. Whereas, if, if Silver says to Brands, Marcel Brands, "I really like this player. Can um, can we buy him?" I'd imagine if Marcel Brands says, "No, I don't see the value he brings," then that's just that's the end of the conversation. Yeah. Move on to someone else. Whereas it, the uncertainty, we d- we didn't know who was above who with Brands with Kuman and Walsh, whereas with Brands and Silver there is very much a hierarchy mm-hmm. and I like that. It just it gives everyone a lot more clarity and it just it know everyone knows if a player comes in 
and he does really well, we know who deserves the credit. And if a player comes in and does really badly, we know who to blame. Whereas that didn't seem to be the case. Like, who on earth bought some of the players? Who bought? Like, Class Anger could come in. Was Class Anger Walsh signing? Was he a Kuhn signing? Was was Rooney a, a Kenwright signing? It just, yeah. We need, we, the point I'm making is we know who calls the shots now. And every club, business, every, you need clarity. We need to know who's in charge. We need to know who the, who the final stop is on the decision-making process. Yeah, which I, I'm really happy about. Whole last season, just, just an entire season of finger pointing, and blame. Yeah, just an entire cluster. Yeah, what's the point? How about we just, you know, get together and say screw blame. Let's just figure out a way to make it work. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like in Silva and Bronze, you've got two guys who just seem like they're they're on the same page. You know, yes. they sit there and they speak together, and they're like, hey. You know, we're going to work together. We're going to figure this out. And they just seem like the same kind of guy, too. You know? Yes, similar personality. Neither one is a loud mouth, but they're both strong guys who will speak up when they need to. Yeah, man. Exactly. I, I'm a, I think this is – I'm feeling optimistic. Now, I am. I, 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 I'm not going to say we're going to win the league because I'm not that guy. I never say that, <laughs> ever. We'll leave that to other teams. <laughs> so yes <laughs> the teams that petition anyway so let's uh, really quickly talk about uh formation all right and who right. silva actually has at his disposal this season silva's come out and said he really is only is not thinking about a huge amount of signings which means he's probably trying to retain a lot of the ones that we have but they also yes. said we do have a huge uh squad so they understand the need to shave some of those right off the top so there will be yes. some that will be going just immediately, and we'll get into those later on, uh, or at least one of them later on. But uh, Silva, to, in order to kind of get an idea of who Silva might want to utilize, Silva uh, at Watford yet like to run a 4-2-3-1. What happened to my voice? 4-2-3-1 that would kind of shift into a 4-3-3 defensively. Yeah. Um, and he would rock those I guess it's two box to box slash defensive center mids together and he would have yeah. one another center mid center mid that was basically Tom Cleverly who was a little bit more offensive but still had those defensive capabilities all right yes um the weird thing about that is the fact that the player we have that's most similar to, to Tom Cleverly in the way he plays I think you'd have to give that to either what Tom Davies or uh or Clausen you know, maybe McCarthy. Yeah, maybe, maybe McCarthy. Uh, I that's that's a tough call. Those three guys, though. But I think everyone is pinpointing Sigurdsson for that third center mid role. Okay. So yeah. The question I have is: Do you think that Silva's going to shift his uh, formation uh, and, and the way he the way he chooses to play around our personnel, or do you think he's going to basically try to f- wedge certain players in certain certain positions on the field yeah i think it just depends on the players he can get in if he can get all of his targets in then i think he will play a formation that he thinks suits the players whereas he just kind of has to make do of what he has mm-hmm. which is what kuman had to do a lot in that first season yeah a lot of those players were clearly not his players and he was just using them because yeah. it was either that or use kids then i think it will just solely depend on that i mean if we only get maybe one striker in, or we don't get any at all. I think he will just have to play with uh, Tucson with the two wingers either side of him and play the 
with a number 10 behind. Whereas if we can get a striker in, if we can get the high energy midfielder that he wants, then we can probably do away with the wingers and just have three forwards with three mm. um, midfields behind them. Whereas if we can't get the forwards in, he might just have to stick with playing players out wide and whipping the ball into the box. Mm-hmm. So it would mean a, st- a stay of execution for the likes of Balassi, another chance for maybe the likes of... I mean, I, I really, really like Luckman, and I would like to see him used in that sort of wide wide forward type role and not kind of throw him out on the wing type right. thing. I don't really want to see that, but if if we've left with not, not many options, that might be what we have to do. So it could be a case of a striker with, with Walcott and another guy on the left, preferably not Balassi, preferably someone new. Or if we can't get the signs, if he can't get that high-energy midfielder, if he can't get that perfect number 10 guy to play like Cleverly, who kind of sits behind the striker but comes back further in field when he needs him to, if he can't get a player who he likes or we don't have a player who he thinks can do that position well enough, then I think he'll just have to find a formation that works with the players we have and stick with it, which would probably be the flat 4-3-3. We have maybe. Mm. What, where do you think? I think we play for. Where do you think Sigurdsson fits in? I would like to see Sigurdsson play as the number ten, preferably. I, I mean, he can play on the on the left. I know when he first came in last season, he got put out on the left, and he didn't do particular. He didn't look particularly impressive, and everyone kind of came out and said afterwards, "Well, this is what led to his downfall at Spurs. Spurs played him out of position. It didn't work for him. Everyone thought he was terrible." He went back to Swansea, played in his real position, and he did well. And now he's come here, and we're doing the same mistakes Bears did. Whereas I think Sigurdsson, I think, can play out on the left. I, I do think he can cross the ball. He's got a great foot. He is a he, he can get out wide. He can slow the play down when he needs to. But I would like to see him play as a number 10. I want to see a Sigurdsson who takes the ball 30 yards from goal, can march forward 10 yards, and maybe let, let a fierce rocket go mm. and bag us a goal. Or a uh, Sigurdsson who can get the ball, get his head up, and maybe play a striker in, yeah. sort of thing. He can be play out, out wide and whip and get the ball over the top onto a striker, preferably. But I would like to see him behind a striker and be able to get his head up more and just have more opportunities on goal because I think he is a very, very good finisher. I would like really like to see Sigurdsson hit double figures and goals next season. Yeah, uh, agreed. Uh, I I actually expected more from him on set pieces, to be honest, in terms of yes. goal production. I was expecting way more because he's just way one more. of those people I immediately uh, uh, attribute. Before he even came to us, I attribute as, as, a, as a wizard at that kind of stuff. But the way I used to view Baines when he still took those. Yes. You know? Um, he's got a great highlight reel. Of video. He's got a great video on YouTube, the compilation video of his mm-hmm. goals for Swansea and what in spares but the way hasn't too I think maybe the goal against was it Southampton away? And maybe the one against Split in Europe, but they were the only memorable goals that I remember him scoring. I know he scored a few other ones too, but they were the only goals that I thought, wow, that's that's top breath away type goal. He didn't. He only scored maybe one or two of them, but he, he seemed to score them all the time for Swansea. And yeah. it seems to be the only type of goals he scored before <laughs> he got here. Yeah, uh, he just got a little uh, a little chip. I think it was yesterday or the day before for Iceland. Uh, nice little goal. Oh just, yeah, I've he seen was that. Super one. close to the keeper, and he yeah. just lifted, uh, just chipped it right. Oh, it was so naughty. Yeah. Naughty. Yeah, but I was just like to see him playing. That's all I was worried about. Yeah. Get him in. Yeah. Um, Get him back. It's back for the preseason. Um, so that's that's the question that I because uh, I don't want him playing wide either. I'd love to see him playing no. as a number ten, but it's kind of weird the way Silva views his center mids and the way like. Yeah. 
and you know if he's going to kind of alter that Tom Cleverly role to have it be yes. a little bit more for a center attacking mid. You know, it's just yes. it's a strange. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and also, he, I think Silva likes to play a pretty high line in terms of yeah. defense. And uh, I don't know if Keane's really built for that in terms of speed. No. So David's uh, not mobile enough. Yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, I think we could see Holgate getting more minutes, which I'm totally fine with. Uh, yeah. And also, he likes his he likes his uh, left back and right back to be pushing forward a lot of speed, you know, getting forward. Yeah. And I'm. I, well, I'm a huge, on. big Leighton Baines guy, but he's getting older. I know what that's like. <laughs> and I don't know if he's yeah. going to be able to get forward with the amount of speed and, and recover the way he would need to in the, mm-hmm. the, the Silva formation and, and play in that style. So, yeah, there's just some players that have been starting for us regularly, and I'll be really curious to see how Silva uses them. You know? Yeah. I really hope that he has the sort of impact on the club that Martinez did in his first season. Not just on the pitch, but off the pitch too. I mean, when Martinez first arrived, it kind of... Everyone had gotten so used to David Moyes. And David Moyes did a very, very good job for the majority of his reign. But towards the end, it kind of just got very, very same old, same old. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, his attitudes kind of wore supporters down, sort of thing. Whereas when Martinez arrived, it was like the world was sunny again. Yeah. Fans believed again. Like... He talked about the club's history. He talked about bringing Howard Kendall to Finch Farm. It just sort of it made Evertonian sort of lift their heads up again and say, you know what, I really, really love my club. I love the past that's happened, and I really, really am optimistic about the future. Yeah. And I really, really like this guy kind of singing our praises and making us feel good. I hope that sort of thing happens again. I mean, I don't want a manager to just harp on about the past to distract from the present, but I really want a manager who sort of makes me believe that good times are coming, I think, and that he's here for the long haul. He's not just a manager who's here just to, he's just stopping in and he's just getting his big fat contract and then he's going to probably move on eventually, which is the impression I got with Koeman. I mean, I had time for Koeman, but I never got the impression that Koeman really cared for Everton Football Club at all and he didn't really particularly, I I doubt Ronald Koeman sits at home right now really, really down about the fact that it didn't work out at Everton. I think he's kind of not... He's not given Everton a thought since the week after he left. Yeah. Whereas Martin, as you can tell, Martin is still very, very down about it now. He bought into the ethos of the club. He really embraced being the Everton manager. He embraced the city. He embraced, embraced the fans. He embraced the attitudes of everyone uh, involved at the club. And I'd really, really like to see Silver do that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, re- I hope he's got the type of personality to do that because he seems like he's a very warm character, is what I'm saying. I mean, he's not too emotional, but he seems like he's the type, type of guy who you could have a conversation with and he would make you very... He could put you under a spell as you yeah. talk to him sort of thing. Whereas Ronald Koeman and David Moyes before him, to a lesser extent, were just very much... I'm trying to think of the way to put this. It just... They, did, they didn't inspire it. I think you were hoping it was going to work out under them, but it was a case of, well, I don't really think this guy believes half the stuff he's saying, so why should I? Yeah, Do you I know s- what I'm trying to say? Yeah, definitely. I see Silva as being kind of a happy medium between Martinez and Koeman, wherein yeah. Martinez... He would talk so much, but what was he actually saying? You know, that's exactly. you know, and yeah. you saw the optimism. He was such a he seemed he seemed like a really nice guy, but it seemed like his optimism behind it there was this element of uh, of not being always able to follow through with what he was kind of promising. Kuman yeah. under under promised, and he was just the most. There was no emotion. He was like a nope. like a blank piece of paper. He was just. 
you know, and yeah, you weren't getting weren't getting much out of him at all. And and the thing is, apparently he was like that with the players too. But with Silva, when yes. he speaks, it seems to me like he's using his words carefully. Like he's yes. he's he's focusing on on how to. He's mindful. He's mindful of what he yes. says. Um, and he's got this huge reputation of being very good with players, which is the opposite of what Kuman apparently was doing. Apparently Kuman was yes not great in that department. So I'm hoping that he's bridging that gap between the two. You're yeah. not going to get a lot of rah-rah stuff out of Silva. Um, no, I, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't need to see a manager jumping up and down and running along the touchline and high-fiving players. I don't need to see all that. I just want to see a manager who looks as if he cares about the club and that he, he is enjoying the victories as much as we're enjoying them. Yeah. But he realises that at the end of the day, there is another game next week. We have to win that one as well. But also he realises so it's not about I'm him. Doing. Because some managers yeah, like to make it about them, it. don't they? Yes. He's not the star of the show, but he's just happy to put the show on for everybody. Mm. He's happy that people are enjoying the show. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I mean, really. It, oh, yeah. If, he, if, he's a, if, he's a, if people are appreciating the work, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. So, this Silva guy, it's starting to grow on us. You know, weren't, we weren't the most enthusiastic when we started to hear this was legit. But to be honest with you... I'm I'm all systems go, and right now he's the guy I want in there. So yep, yep, me too. All right, so that is the end of our oh my god we have a manager segment. So everyone, transfer window we're 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 in it. All right, we're in the middle of it. It's been open for a while. And we haven't signed any players. Why? Because we literally just got a manager and director of football. Be patient. All right? So, there's a, we're connected with a lot of players, though. Just because we haven't had, you know, our manager doesn't, doesn't slow people down from connecting us with everyone. And I literally mean everyone. It's just a huge list. So, Paul is going to help me uh, kind of separate the ones that are probably crap links and some of them that are maybe old links. All right? So, yes. Jamal Lascelles, Newcastle. Yes. Center back. Newcastle skipper. All right. 30 million is what people are saying. I actually think that's, believe it or not, I sort of think that's cheap for for him, considering that's what Keane costs. Yeah, for a captain of, an, of a, another Premier League football club, that's mm-hmm. that's pretty cheap in the current market. Yeah. And Mike Ashley, Mike Ashley doesn't tend to hold out for big fees. As soon as he gets a fee that is semi-good, he will just snap the hand off and take it. So I, I think if we are willing to spend that, we could probably get that on. We could probably get ourselves if we if we want him. If there's any legs in the story. Yeah, I mean, we we both know we need a center back, pretty bad, especially yes. a left-sided center back, and he yes. fits the bill. All right, and he could play that high line that Silva would be probably. Yes, to he's play. very mobile. Yeah, the idea yeah. of him and Holgate together. That'd be kind of awesome. We'd, we'd have a mobile center-back pairing. Very mobile. Yes. And if we wanted to go a little more physical, Keane would be in there, but he just doesn't have as much speed. Apologies for the lawnmower you are hearing. I can do nothing about it, though. Hey! So, uh, so Lascelles, I think both you and I believe that, that there may be something to that one. Well, yes. There's, there's some rumors from Newcastle. They're basically, their local paper seems to think that there's some legs in it, and I would kind of... If they're saying there's some legs in it, I would kind of believe that rather than it was just some 
claim to be in the know guy on Twitter. I would actually, if if there was, I was just hearing it from a Twitter account like Fourth Official mm. or someone like that, then I would kind of just not pay attention. But if it's coming from the Northern Echo or from up there in that neck of the woods, then I would kind of imagine that there's probably maybe something in it. Yeah. And as I said, if we can get if we can get ourselves, then I'd be reasonably happy with that. I, I, he's got Premier League experience. He's a mobile guy that he can play that high press, as you said. And he, I think he would gel very well with Holgate, but we'll wait and see if that happens. Yeah, uh, he's one of those, as far as the ITKs out there, people. Uh, Everton ITKs, if they were coming out about Lascelles, I would say, okay, well, that's interesting. But actual Newcastle in the know, yeah, I feel like they would resist everything. They would not. Well, they would not scare Bunga. Yeah. Needlessly. Yeah. There's no reason. So, uh, I don't know. I think there's something in this. I don't know if we'll get him, but um, he, God, he'd be awesome. It'd be a welcome addition. Uh, hey, everybody. Quick update on Lascelles. Uh, it recently came out in the Liverpool Echo that although Everton is in the market for a center back, that they are not interested in Lascelles. So... That's a little bit more up-to-date information, if you believe it. And we don't know if we believe it. So there's that. Yeah. Anyway, on with the show. Next, William Carvalho, sporting right. in Portugal. Uh, plays that center defensive mid, but also center mid. Uh, he box can, box. Yeah, he can play that box-to-box, but he can also... I mean, uh, he could be... Uh, he can go solo at defensive mid yes. in the middle, too. Um a lot of people, half the people are saying he would go great with Gay, and the other people are saying he would put Gay on the sideline, which I don't want because I'm a big, I'm a, I'm a big supporter of Adrissa Gay. Of Adrissa. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Get, guy just works hard. Um, so I think he's got probably a little bit better uh, vision than maybe Adrissa Gay does in terms of finding people. Yeah. Uh, on on those runs up the flanks or yeah. slicing through the middle, uh, but and, and he's a lot of people. The big criticism is a slow. Um, yes, but he's really big. A lot of those guys that 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 are that big tend to look slower than they actually are. Uh, yes, it's I don't know. I, this is another one that I actually he used to play for Silva at Sporting and. Yes. Uh, yeah, and and also he there's rumors that he might try to get out of his contract. It depends on if yes. Sporting says if Sporting says yes, we'll sell you for a reasonable amount. He won't get out of his contract. But if they if they try to play hardball and ask for too much, supposedly Carvalho is just going to be like peace out and cancel it. Um, so yeah, what do you think about Carvalho, man? I think that's going to be the transfer link that kind of stretches on the entire summer much like Sigurdsson was last season and the way Yarmolenko was a couple of years before the, the last. It'll just be that transfer that goes on and on and on. Are we getting him? Are we not getting him? Oh, he's, he's going he's gonna to come in this weekend. Then nothing happens. It's like, oh, the deal's off. It's back on again. Would, would I like... I, I would like him, personally. I mean, I'm not the biggest Schneiderlin fan in the world. I would like to see Schneiderlin replaced and I think he'd be a good... He, he'd be an upgrade on Schneiderlin, in my opinion. I know a lot of people still have time for Schneiderlin. He's clearly a good player when he's motivated and when he's in a team that has, that can, he's with, he's surrounded by midfielders that kind of gel with his style. I don't really think Gay and Schneiderlin sort of, I don't think they bring out the best in each other. I can't, sometimes they're trying to do the same thing. And I think Carvalho is, he's a, he's a stronger than Schneiderlin is. I think he'd be able to hold the ball up a lot better. I mean, 
Schneider is composed on the ball, but I think Carvalho would have a lot more energy. I think he put in a lot more tackles than Carvalho and into Schneiderlin, and we do need to, we do need another guy to help Schneiderlin. Sorry, I need we need someone else other than Gay just being doing the tackling in the midfield because yeah. I've lost count of how many times he seems to be the only guy pressing, trying to win the ball back mm. in the middle of the park. He needs someone there to help him. Rooney's not hasn't done it when he plays there. Schneiderlin doesn't do it anywhere near enough. Davies tries to do it but just isn't good, isn't really good enough. He's still learning, and McClassan hasn't got a look in. McCarthy's injured, so. We don't have many tacklers in the team. That's what I'm saying, and I think Carvalho would be a great would be a great re- reason to bring in for that reason. Yeah, uh, I'm in favor of it. Uh, I don't think it's going to be as expensive as it would have been last season. Uh, no, and I think we got a better shot at getting him than West Ham do, despite the fact that he agreed to go there in January. Um, yeah, I think he knows that if he comes to us, he'll work with a coach that he knows, and he'll get to play. I think it also could be now or never. I mean, how old is Carvalho? Point. Is he? Good point. What is he? Twenty-seven, twenty-eight. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think he's super young. But it could be a case of if he doesn't come now, when's he going to come? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, as I said, he had the deal at West Ham. The deal at West Ham kind of fell through. Mm-hmm. If Everton, Everton maybe come calling, and if that doesn't work out, then he might just think, then that's two deals that's gone through. Maybe it's never meant to be. So. My hope is maybe he would think, right, I've had a Premier League switch come this close and then fall through at the last minute. If I don't take this now, then it will maybe not come. So I'm hoping he will sort of lean on his agent and maybe lean on the club to say, right, I want this deal, 1 million percent, don't stand in the way. So I think, let me leave, I want to go. So I'm hoping that will maybe happen. Yeah, you notice I'm putting these that I feel pretty confident about at the beginning. Because I I feel like the people that are watching kind of deserve that and listening. You deserve to hear the names that we actually are confident about at the beginning because you may want to, yeah, the ones at the end, they've been mentioned, but I'm not too confident in them. So, uh, yeah, we think there might be something in this one as well. Uh, Irving Lozano from PSV, the the winger. Yeah, the the Mexican. Yes. He's a player I've gonna, watched I haven't a lot. seen. I've watched. Him I, I haven't lot. watched him, so maybe you could educate me. But maybe that's—I I don't know. Maybe that's another lazy link because I, I, did he mention the fact that he would like to come to Everton? Did he so was that actually an interview come with him? The way that happened was uh, he was asked about possibly coming to Everton to, uh, with to join Marcel right. Bonds, and he said uh, something to the effect: "This is not verbatim because I just don't have the kind of brain." But he said. If he ends up wanting me there, that is a discussion for me and my family. We'll talk about it. But I want to focus on the World Cup right now. Okay? And I've heard Carvalho wants to do the, like, the same thing, but we'll see. But Lozano is very similar to Adamola Lookman. Uh, yeah. Very short, very quick, very skilled. Not afraid to take a man on. Very, uh, both of them, you could, I mean, there's actually a highlight video on Lozano out there where at at one point it just turns into him getting fouled. Well, he, he's just getting hacked to pieces. He, he jukes somebody, goes around them, they take his legs out. And there's like, it's such a bad compilation video, man. It's But he has some other good ones out there. But I mean, he's got a shot on him. He's a smart player. Um, I think he's yeah. got more experience than Adamola Lookman. 
Um, but he's yeah. a similar player. I I would love. I, I don't know if he's he could immediately step in and contribute for Everton because yes. I do think it's a step up from PSV, and he is yeah. slight. And when you when you're sort of slight and yes. you're playing on the wings, you have to be able to withstand some of those tackles. Um, yes, he's got to be able to deal with don't the physicality. Don't what was that? I know. We don't want to sign another Delafeu. Yeah, I mean, very Delafeu. is another player who has all the skills, but just didn't have the. He, he had the size, he just didn't have the heart. So he, he was a bit of a pansy, to put it lightly. And you don't really need another player like that. Who, as soon as he is pumped off the ball, he's going to throw his hands up and start, you know, appealing to the referee. He's not like that. I will say that he's nope. not. He's not a player that has an attitude. He's a. He's a right. really hardworking kid. Um, the Mexican supporters absolutely love that guy. And something to keep in mind is that if we somehow get him, our support in Mexico is going to go through the roof just like it did in Turkey. Okay? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. The Turkish fans are so amazing. But it'll do the same thing for the Mexican fans, just letting you know. Because Mexican Mexican football is equally as popular in the United States as U.S. U.S. football, uh, just because we have so many Mexican folks living here, you know, uh, their their international games that are played in our stadiums, dude, they get as good as or better attendance. So yes, yeah, Lozano would be cool. Uh, I just don't know if he's ready. That's what I'll say. So and and I've heard he can't, he can't be any. I I would say if we can get him cheap, I would take a chance. Mm-hmm. I'd be willing to say that because as I said, I would I would really like the idea of. A Luckman, and you said he's a very similar player to Luckman. I would like to see the. I, I really like the idea of two players like that on each side. Oh, dude! Sort of and, and and honestly, the idea of Walcott being able to kind of stay in there for a little while, as long as he still yes. has his speed, while the other two are kind of growing up and you know trading yes. off minutes. Man, I just it just seems like it would work. But if they're both yes. super small, they're going to get hacked to pieces and probably going to get hurt. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Lozano links. I'm I'm borderline about the the numbers, by the way, too, because I've heard some numbers in the 20s, but I, some of the PSV supporters have said no, it's going to be more like 40, and that gives me pause. So, all right, next, uh, James Madison, center attacking mid for Norwich. Uh, he's flashy, man. He is probably one of the stronger. Like dribblers of the ball, he's so good on the ball in the center, uh, and he's really good from outside the box. Uh, mm-hmm. Just has a cannon. Uh, however, I've heard Lester uh, for a little while. We were supposedly the the ones who was in the, in the who were in the lead, but I've heard Lester's going to sign this guy. Um, so I don't know, but apparently he's like he's uh, friends with uh, DCL. And they play a national team together. Uh, I don't know. So, not sure what to make of this link. I, I don't think it's going to happen because I feel I've seen too mm. many Leicester supporters and their, their ITKs are like totally certain of it. So, right. Yeah. I think we may have been used for the betting. Yeah. Um, um, yeah <laughs> unless Silver or Brands, unless they are, they've seen something and they are absolutely certain that he can come in and make an impact straight away. I wouldn't really put, take too much notice of that. I mean, a player coming up from the championship. I mean, we've had Tim Cahill in the past, a player who kind of did well at a lesser level, then he made the step up, and then he was great. He seemed yeah. to grow with the move. Maybe that would happen. But I don't really, 
for a team that is we 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 know we all know we want to go this first season we we be looking to be around the six seven spots again and maybe Madison's a great player but I don't want what I'm trying to say is I wouldn't want to happen to him if we signed him immediately what happened to Luckman where he kind of comes in and he plays ten minutes here and there and he sort of just spends an entire season of not growing yeah type thing so and I don't really think the club are in the I don't think the club are in the mood to try and do that again. If they're not going to bring a player who's going to go straight in the first first eleven or at least make the bench every week and is good for half an hour, I don't really see the point. I I don't think the club are in are really going to buy a player just to stick in the under twenty threes or to buy and then send out on loan again for He's a season. Too good for under twenty threes. So, I I agree with yes. you. I, I think we're we're going to be I buying don't. quality, not quantity, this season. Yes. And, I, yeah, yes. I don't see him as being one of our one of our. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I don't priorities. see why the club would kind of want to take that route. Say thing of grooming for the future. We need players now. Say thing. I agree, and I could see the other the previous three we mentioned way more than this one. He is a fun player to watch though, and he is good. All right, I don't want to undersell yeah. the fact that he's a good player. Um, another center mid, Ojan Ajakup from Besiktas. Uh, he's kind of a center attacking mid, but also kind of plays more a center mid. Plays a little bit more defensively than I would say Madison would. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I think he would do that position a little bit more. He would be a little more defensive than, say, uh, Sigurdsson. Um, yes, but uh, he is a he is a great passer. He is a great distributor of the yeah. ball. Um, I don't think he's quite as defensive as like a Tom Cleverly, but his contract situation is weird too because he's supposedly out of contract, but he's made an agreement to sign a contract with Besiktas so that they can get a transfer fee for him because he wants his club yeah. to get money. So uh, there's rumor that Newcastle have made a bid for the player. Um, yeah, I don't know what actually to believe. Um, yeah, but uh, I don't know how much he would help us in the middle of the park. But he does look like a good player. What do you think? Um, I've seen a little bit of him when I was watching the old clips of the sitcast with Tucson, and yeah, I think I get what you're saying. I think he was he's more high energy than Sigurdsson mm-hmm. is. If Sigurdsson's going to play the number ten, I'd imagine Sigurdsson would kind of not really track back into his own half to pick the ball up type right. thing. I think he would be more of a Sort of a, um, a false nine type striker, shadow striker type thing. Whereas if we want a high energy number ten, which maybe we do want that, I think he would be ideal mm-hmm. for that type of position. But where did these room did these rumors first start a few months ago when I think Allardyce was still here? Yes, they started a few that months ago. So is maybe exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. So maybe he maybe he was a target of the old regime. Maybe he is very much a guy Steve Walsh wanted. Mm-hmm. And if that was the case, is he just one of these guys who? I can imagine there was a list of targets on the wall. Steve Walsh has now left the building, and Marshall Rand has come in, took a few of them down off the wall, ripped them up, and said, no, don't need them. You know what just happened? Could be the case, could not be the case. Something just hit me about Steve Walsh. Tell me if this makes sense. Have you ever gone to the store, and you walk through, and you see a bunch of bargains? You're like, I don't need that, but I'm going to buy it. It's so cheap. Yes. Oh, man, what a good – that's right there. You know what? I'm not sure if I need it, but I'm going to get it. I feel like Steve Walsh is a bargain shopper, and that's what he was yes. doing. If he saw something that would be a bargain, he'd be like, oh, let's get that in here, and we'll put it together, and maybe we'll be able to use it. You know what I mean? Yes. I, that just hit me, and I was like, oh, hell. He's like he's like an, an old guy at the store. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just <laughs> – uh, anyway, so – 
uh, borderline about that guy. I also, I'm, I'm leaning toward this one not happening anymore as well. No. Yeah. Danny Rose, left back, Spurs. I. I would really, li- I would really like him, but I would he have better options? Great question. Uh, supposedly, uh, United wanted him really bad, and that has not. They've not followed through on that. They're working on other players yep. now. Um, and he doesn't really have a whole lot of other options right now. There's, I've heard word that he might want to try to stay because we're the only t- team that yep. was interested in him. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not. Um, the idea of him possibly getting to start in the Premier League, though, I don't know why he wouldn't take that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, rather than getting to play once every like three or four games, which is what would yeah. be the case with him. I would love him. I mean, yeah. he, I mean, he's, he's an English national left back, and he's not ridiculously old, and he has speed. I, I, I feel like this could work. You know, I think it could. I think he, I, I think he's the type of player who Marco Silva would. He, he's the type of manager who would really like Marco Silva's approach. I don't know Pochettino, but I kind of get the impression that maybe Pochettino is a bit of a maybe a more standoffish kind of guy. Mm. Maybe it's just the impression I get of him because he doesn't ever seem to raise his voice or get overly animated. Yeah. He just kind of stands there on the touchline with his hands in his pockets, looking like he's lost in thought quite a lot of the time. So yeah. maybe maybe that's just the perception I have. Of I don't think he's the type of manager who would kind of put his arm around a player, which is kind of what a lot of players who've got certain temperaments need. Yeah. Maybe Silver is, and maybe that's what maybe that's what Rose would like. Yeah. He, he would like a manager who would tell him how great he is, a player who a manager who would make him feel wanted, a manager who will to tell him that he's a crucial part team. You're going to be playing. You're the player I believe in. Right. You're not just a spare part type thing. Whereas maybe that's not the case at Spurs, but he wants to. He, if he wants to leave Spurs, he'll want to leave for some reason. Yeah. And I don't imagine it's because Spurs are not are not are not doing well. There's not many players who want to leave Spurs, other than the fact that they want more money or or, or because or, they just or more time, more playing time or more time. And, and exactly, Spurs are right now. They don't play pay their players a lot of money, and. No. I think the real make-or-break thing here would be how much would we be willing to pay Danny Rose when we're trying to cut down on our uh, on the our wage wages. Bill. Yeah, big time. Yes. Um, but this fits the bill of buying quality, not quantity. This yes. would be a, a, a signing that uh, $40 million, yeah. but uh, that we'd know. We'd, we'd know we yeah. have a proven quantity this, yeah. here. Yeah. yeah, this isn't a player who has played in a different league that's not as good quality, but we're kind of confident that he can make it. This is a player we know has played in this league, yeah. has done so for several years, has proven he he can do it. Yeah. He just needs the right players around him and the right manager. So, yeah, I agree with that a million percent. He would be a quality signing, not a quantity signing, like maybe one or two others would be. Next one, who we've been connected with, and also Bronze was connected with when he was at PSV, uh, Frank Fabra, left back at Boca, Boca Juniors. Um, athletic left back gets forward really well, doesn't get back really well. Uh, from what I hear, some of this some defensive frailties. But I, there are rumors that we were talking to him for a while now. I'm worried that was an old, old regime an old, like, possibility, yeah. possibility as well. So, yes, the only thing that is the fact that Braun supposedly was connected with him at one point. But yeah. we get this guy for like 10 million. So it'd be maybe, a, but- yeah. And an update on Frank Fabra. Uh, yeah, he has just torn his ACL. So, 
if you got to feel bad for the guy, he's going to be out for the World Cup, and yeah, that pretty much rules him out of an Everton transfer. So there's that. Continue with the show now. Uh, Patrick Van Anholt, left back at Palace. Uh, I think that was like, an old I like, connection, I like right? That guy. I like that guy. I mean, if I, I, I think he would do a job. Um, he did. Very, he, I think he was one of Palace's best signings last season. One of the very few players who didn't underperform. Although, I mean, they had a lot of players who stunk last season. Yeah. Maybe him and Sacco, which were just two guys who did really, really and Saha. They were the three guys who kind of kept them up. Mm-hmm. Really, I really like Van, Van Alholt, but again, maybe it's just an old link or it's just something where maybe he's just using that link or his agents just to get himself a better deal. Yeah. Maybe I don't I don't see it happening, but if it did, I would be very pleasantly surprised. I don't see that one happening either. I think he's, I mean, he's played for Allardyce twice. Okay, that's yes. why I think we were connected with him in yeah. the uh, January window. Um, yeah. So yeah, not too confident on that one. Uh, Lucas Torreira, from he's from Uruguay. Uh, played for Sampdoria in Italy. Uh, he's a center defensive mid, center mid. I don't know if you've gotten to watch this guy at all. He's like Idrissa no. Gay if Idrissa Gay were a much better offensive creator. So he's all over the pitch like Gay. And he's a great passer. Hence, this guy is wanted by other clubs. And I, I just, I, yeah, I just don't think it's going to happen. But he's good. He's good. He's a solid I'll have to player. Give, I'll have to give him a watch. Yeah, he's worth it. Um, Issa Diop from Toulouse in France. Center back. Young center back. His team's getting relegated. He's going to probably move somewhere. Uh, but again, this, could, this sounds like uh, one of those Steve Walsh French yeah, St- possibilities. St- yeah, Steve Walsh spent a lot. I think Steve Walsh spent a lot of time watching French football, didn't he? He mm-hmm. was always in somewhere. Yeah, he was in mainland Europe, Belgium, yeah. France, places like that. And I think maybe that if that was ever a possibility, I think that kind of went out went out the door with Steve Walsh. Alfie Mawson, centre back from Swansea. It's a pretty strong guy, you know, English strong English guy, international, right? Mm, I, th- I think maybe we're a step a step too far for him. Maybe I think he will do well on a team like a Leicester or West Ham, maybe Crystal Palace, someone like that. I mean, he will get a move, and I think he's a good player. But I think we, I think for the we can do better than that personally. But I, rather I, than if he, if we had him, I would only have him as a squad player, and I, I don't really think TP want to do that. So I think he's a he's a starting centre back in the Premier League. However, I don't think I think he's lacking the speed that Silva would want out of centre backs right now. Yes, you know. So uh, next, Justin Clivert, winger from Justin Ajax. Uh, he's got so, um, was it Mino Raiola as his agent now, I believe. Yes. Which is and he's from the Dutch league, which is why people are putting two and two together here. Rumors yes. are that he's possibly going to Roma, but I've heard a couple other possibilities. I don't, I, I have no idea, but he's. I mean, as a quick player, I don't know if he's ready for Premier League, but he can play on either side. Mm, yeah, maybe again, maybe he'd be. You, He'd be worth to bring it in, but I'd imagine someone like him, with the name he has, he'd want big money, mm-hmm. maybe. And I'd maybe, again, it's not our money to spend, but I just don't think the club would want to give money to a player who's just going to be playing 20, 25 games in and out. So I wouldn't play him over Luckman, and I would not play him over Walcott. Right. And if we do get someone like a Lozano, or if whoever it may be, I just don't see Clive coming in and being a first-choice starter. And right. if he's not going to be a first-choice starter, I just I don't really think the club would spend the money, yeah. personally. Uh, Hakim Zayek, center attacking mid from Ajax. 
I've wanted this guy for a while. He's a really good player. He's just quick, skillful, all that stuff. But I heard he's just agreed with Roma. So mm. I don't know how valid that is. And I'm not completely sure that he fits Silva's mold for uh, one of his you know, center attacking mids. I'm not completely sure about that. Um, mm. but, but he's just a solid, quick player. I just don't think it's going to happen, though. So, uh, so what do you think about Ben Gibson, center back from Middlesbrough? Ben Gibson. Um, he got Middlesbrough went down the season before last, and he got a lot of links to other clubs, and mm-hmm. for whatever reason, it didn't happen. So, maybe, I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't move anywhere. If he's mm-hmm. just a, maybe he's a Middlesbrough boy, he likes he, he likes where he is. He wants to bring Middlesbrough back up. He's got family that own would, the club, right? Yeah, uh, I think I heard something like that, that his club were deeply connected. So I think if Gibson was going to leave Middlesbrough, it kind of would have happened already, yeah. maybe. So I, I don't think he'll leave there unless he is unless his family, something dramatic happens, like maybe his family sell up or he's told to leave. I, I don't think Ben Gibson will be going for Middlesbrough anytime soon. Um, next, Eves or Ives Besuma. It's a center mid, center, center defensive mid, box-to-box kind of guy from Lille. He is... I watched some video of this guy. I feel like he's exactly what we would need in that uh, that position beside uh, beside uh, Adrissa Gay. Somebody, who could, yeah, who could just push the ball forward, but also really good uh, w- with winning the ball back. He's a good player. I just again, I don't know if this is an old link or not. Every French connection we have, I'm worried it's an old. Has the Steve? Has the Steve old stench on it? Yes. <laughs> so I'm worried that that won't happen. Uh, Joe Bryan, left back from Bristol, heard he's uh, probably going to Burnley at, at like a at like a snip too, like not even that much money. It's like le- it's ten ten million or less. It's ridiculous. It's yeah, very maybe, low. Maybe he'll be the one. Who, maybe he'll be the one who got away type thing. But he's at, if he's at Bristol, I, I the kid we've got, the American Anthony Robinson. Mm-hmm. I, I think maybe I know he's impressing a lot of people. Maybe yeah. the club are not really in the market for a left back. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, Jack Wilshire. Uh, I heard he's probably oh. not going to sign with Arsenal. Uh, again, I think this is an old link. I don't think that Silva and uh, Bronze uh, are in are wanting Jack Wilshire right now. Thank God, an absolute no way. <laughs> I just maybe it's just a personal Jack Wilshire. I. I just don't like the guy. He rubs me the up the wrong way. Mm. I just don't think he's anywhere near the player that he looked like he was going to be when he was 17. And even for people who do like him, he's very injury prone. Yeah. He want, would want huge money, huge, you know, money to rival the Rooney, the money that Rooney's on now yep. if he was ever going to leave Arsenal. So I just, I've I heard his demands I, are very high. And I've heard he's connected I, to Palace right now. So, anyway. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. If, he, if he stays at Arsenal, let him stay at Arsenal and be a bit part player there. If he goes to Palace, let Palace take him. I, I definitely don't want to see him come here. I'm very relieved that that's kind of dead and buried. <laughs> uh, Bas Dost, striker from Sporting. He's super tall, scores a lot of goals every year for them. Uh, I think this is a link that is a result of uh, Bronze being Dutch and Sporting being in turmoil and us not really having yes. a defined second striker. So Yes, I, I, I don't see us bringing in any target men. I think Kuman clearly wanted a target man. He wanted Giroud. Was dead set on Giroud because that was the way he wanted to play. He wanted to play players out wide and get the ball over the top. But mm-hmm. I don't see Marco Silva wanting to bring in a target man who's going to hold the ball up. I think he would want, as you said, a more pressing style, a, a, a mobile forward, not a guy who's just going to 
win score goals from set pieces yeah. or crosses. I don't. I definitely don't see that. I don't either. Uh, Jordan Shakiri, winger slash center attacking mid from Stoke. He said he's definitely leaving. There's rumors that were connected. I have no idea how legit those rumors are. I don't know about this one because I think the 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 fee is low for for a, a player of Shakiri's experience. I think if we took if we took that guy, it would be a massive gamble. And I just I just I personally wouldn't take that gamble. I mean, I do know some people who think he is worth bringing in because for the low fee, as you've mentioned. But the guys, man, the guys temperaments really really concerns me i just look at him and it just screams kevin morales you know a guy who can play I've, really well i've day. heard that very often actually <laughs> a guy who is a guy who is great on his day but his day is two or three times a season and every other game he either goes missing sulks is falling out with people and just just a disruptive um a disruptive personality. I don't know the guy. Maybe he's a lovely person, but I just don't think we can. I don't think we should be bringing a player like that in. Plus, he turned us I down. Think. He turned us down when he Suppos- went to Stoke. Supposedly, supposedly. I, I, I heard he pretty much did, pretty much did that. I heard just for a little more money because that was before Mashiri. So they were supposedly <laughs> going to pay him a little bit more. Uh, so you know Bet what, dude? That now. Yeah, no yeah, kidding. You had your chance, man. Leave. Yep. I think that guy has West Ham written all over him personally. Ooh, good call. That's a great call. Uh, Andre Gomez, uh, center mid, center defensive mid from Barca. Uh, he's Portuguese. He went to Barca like a couple of years ago. He hasn't really played a whole lot. Um, yeah. This is a guy that I think would pair really well with Idrissa Gay. Like, really well. Um, he's got really good vision. He's a physical guy. Uh, uh, this link came up in the, only in the past few days. I think yep. there could be some legs in this one. Um, I would hope. I would hope so. I mean, he's a big name. Yeah. He. I think he is the type of signing. If we made him, a lot of people would sit up and go, "Oh, I didn't. I didn't think that guy would rock up at Everton. I yeah. thought he would find himself a Champions League club to go play with. Because yeah. he would get in a lot of a lot of teams. There's no shame in not playing for Barcelona. Yeah. For not working out. There's a lot of clubs around Europe that play at a high level that I think would take him. So I would yeah. be very happy with that signing, but. Whether it's just pie in the sky, wishful dreaming, yeah, I'm more inclined to believe that. To be honest, <laughs> I'd be fine with it. I believe this link more than a lot of the ones I just mentioned, um, and also this one. I've only seen this on Twitter. Very loose link. Ismaili, he's Brazilian left back from Shakhtar, gets forward really well. Uh, there's a, a few rumors on Twitter saying that this guy, uh, that Silva wants this guy. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see. I don't know. I know very little about Maybe. him. I watched some video, but he's really good cross for the ball. He's very good mm-hmm. at getting the, getting the ball across and getting to the end line. So Yeah, I think the, the only links, if that's coming off from Twitter, I think that's maybe from the, the section of the fans who are really dead set on Fonseca. Mm-hmm. Maybe so they were hoping Maybe. Fonseca would bring his, play, bring his players with him. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd, I'd like to think maybe I'm always up for a player who can who was really quick and can cross the ball. But I think he's a little older again, too. I think he might be like 28 or 29. So 28, 29. Yeah, I think any chance of him coming kind of I think that kind of died when right. Fonseca didn't come. So. Um, speaking of chances that have died, I have to mention these names, but they're probably not going to happen. Uh, Abdullahi Decore uh, and uh, Richarlison from Watford. Watford has put it out there pretty strongly that uh, 
they're not going to deal with us, period. Um, no. So, yeah. Do I think those two players could help us? Yeah, I think they could. Um, however, I just don't see it happening. So. I, no, I don't see it happening either. I mean, I there are a lot of players at Southampton who I think Koeman would have liked to have brought with him, mm-hmm. but it just didn't happen for obvious reasons. He's left the club under bad circumstances. They are not going to help him and his new employers out. Yeah. Obviously, it happened with Martinez. Martinez was able to get all his friends' jobs from Wigan, but it doesn't happen in most cases. When a manager moves on, he doesn't bring the spine of, t- of his old team with him in most cases. And I don't do. see it happening here. Yeah. yeah um, another player who played for Watford last season that supposedly Silva likes, because uh, I think he played for Sporting when uh, Silva was there, is Andre Carrillo. Uh, Benfica is, owns him, and he was on loan at Watford last season. Didn't really have a good season. He's a winger slash forward kind of player from Peru. So we'll be able to see him at the World Cup. I have no idea if this link is legit, but I did see some Carrillo links uh, by several people. Um, this is kind of one from last season being brought back up. Ezri Consa, center back from Charlton. Uh, solid young player, can play either center back role or right back if needed. I just, again, I think they, that, that they're going to want players for now. And I don't know if yes. Konza is for now, you know? And I think yes. he's too good to be on the U23s right now. Yeah. So. It, uh, yes, sir, to go back, I don't want happens to any new players what happened to Lofman, where he comes in, he's promised that he's going to be a main player, he's going to be mm-hmm. get tons of minutes, and then it just doesn't happen. He's left to rot, basically, and he ends up getting so frustrated that he forces his way out on the club on loan, yeah. which I don't blame him for doing, one bit. Um, next, Marco Arnautovic. Forward from West Ham. I don't think that one's happening. I There's no. been rumors that he's wanted by United right now, which I also find to be interesting. When I thought Arnautovic, before he started playing striker, I linked him with Morales and with Shakiri. You know? Yes. Here again, there again. Just decides, you know what, I'm not going to play today. Um, but he had, a good, he had a pretty good season playing striker for West Ham. But they're valuing yeah. him at like $50 million right now. Yeah, but he's a grafter type player, which makes him different from Morales and Shakiri. He does when he when he does decide to turn up, he does turn up and really, really try hard. There was a lot of games for West Ham last season where he was kind of the only guy on the pitch who mm-hmm. looked like he was he had turned up to play football. A lot of the other guys just turned up like because they were there for get, to get their money. That's mm-hmm. why a lot of their fans, why what happened there happened with the fans running on the pitch. With the way things are at West Ham, that club is a powder keg. I think if they sold Arnautovic to United, if they sold Arnautovic to United or some other big Titan club, I think their fans could maybe just about swallow it. They wouldn't be happy, but they would understand that why the player wants to go. If we took West Ham's best player, I think they would rip that stadium down. I, Those I just, owners would have to leave the country. I don't see that one happening. Really, I really don't see that happening. He did, to be fair, going on what you said, a lot more respect for him after this past season. Like really, yes. I think Moyes made a made a good call throwing him up front and uh, in the yeah. center. Um, yeah, so I just don't see it happening. Um, William Jose, somebody we were connected with like a couple of years ago, uh, yeah. or last even last summer a little bit. Striker from Real Sociedad uh, had a good had a good year. Uh, his his release clause is like fifty million right now, and there's rumors that we're willing to pay it. Are we really going to pay uh, that big of a release clause for a striker uh, to be to compete with another striker? We just paid a lot. You know what I mean? I don't know. 
I think that's a steep price for bronze who uh, but it would I go don't... toward quality over quantity. You yeah. know what I mean? But I after what happened last season with Sandro Ramirez, I don't think the club are particularly in a rush to spend a, to spend a lot of money and get a, a lot of hopes thrown on this um striker from La Liga. Mm-hmm. Not so, he could be a great player. He could be a, a not He's very similar to Tosun, by the way. He's a bigger guy, much better target man, good at hold-up play, much better in the air, but... Yeah, Yeah, but my point is, I think the memories of what's happened with Sandro will be still fresh in the mind of a lot of people at the club. I see. I I do. Um, Gary Rodriguez, uh, forward from Galatasaray. This is a link that that uh, cropped up during in the middle of the season with Walsh and uh, yes and Allardyce. I don't see this one happening either because of those reasons. Uh, I mean, you agree with that, probably? Yeah, pretty much. He's he's yeah. he's a speedy if, guy if, from if the sides, but yeah. yeah, if there's any links to that, I don't. I I think that's kind of gone with the old regime, maybe. And uh, lastly, Daniel uh, Daniel Was. He's a winger from uh, Celta de Vigo. He's Danish. Uh, he's older though. He's an older guy. I feel like he's like twenty nine or so. He's just he's he's an older player and he plays winger. Uh, I don't know. And he's one of those that was supposedly scouted earlier too. I don't see that happening either. Yeah, so, I, I don't see the club bringing in anybody who's over the age of twenty five, twenty six, unless they are proven Champions League quality. I don't see them taking a chance on a guy who did well for a club that is similar stature to Everton in another league, but. Mm-hmm kind of hasn't been played at that level that's above that we're trying to reach. I don't see us bringing in a player who is his best years are probably behind him or he's right smack in the middle of them now. Yeah. If, as I said, unless he's a proven world-class player. Yeah, I don't really see that one either. Um, so uh, I'm going to list the, the out rumors we have so far. Onyekuru to, to either Besiktas or uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. Pickford to Bayern Munich. No, <laughs> not happening. No. Uh, Klaassen to Besiktas, uh, which I think he's really he's friends with Tosun, and he, Tosun's been talking to him about Besiktas, so it's a possibility he could go there. Lookman to Leipzig, uh, they're pushing for a permanent move. I, I don't think we want any of these players to really have to leave. Um, but no. Rooney, I think we both agree maybe it's time to go to D.C. Yes. So that's it. At long last, we're finished. Let me take a breath. <laughs> that is the end of our transfer rumor segment. We got to talk about Rooney, man. Uh, it's been rumbling on for the past few weeks that Rooney might be coming to America. Um, specifically to DC United, who is not having that great a season. I, I just let you know he's not there. DC is not not really the uh, the team you want to go to right now in terms of performing well. Uh, so if he goes in there, he's big fish, big fish immediately. You know, um, and apparently according to Paul Joyce, uh, Everton uh, reached an agreement with uh, DC for Rooney. No transfer fee was listed on the story that I read, and it's all dependent on Rooney getting an agreement with DC. All right, so <laughs> what do you think of this? I think it's a move that suits all parties. I mean, Wayne's come back; he's gave it his best. I have a ton of respect for him. I think every Evertonian, no matter how what they feel about him as a player, as how what he's contributed this season, you can't argue with the fact that he has been had a wonderful career. 
he deserves to have his career ended on his own terms and not kind of just have it fizzle out in an embarrassing fashion. I mean, I don't want, even if Wayne Rooney was willing to play for peanuts, I don't want Wayne Rooney sort of reduced to having to sit on the bench and playing every five games, getting 20 minutes here and there. I think Wayne Rooney, as a professional, as a player, deserves better than that sort of thing. I would really like Wayne Rooney to go over to America, where or wherever it is he's going to go, enjoy the sun, enjoy the fame over there, which I imagine he could go there and be a very big deal. He would be. He, I can imagine him arriving there and having all the photographers photograph him as he comes off the plane with his bags and with his wife and kids. I hope that I happens, uh, Paul. I, I hope that happens because there are so many Americans who are clueless and would not recognize him on the street. And I, I'm not even kidding. It's ridiculous. Yes. So I hope he gets mobbed just to make him feel good. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> I'm so worried that people have no clue who he is. Uh, and he's going to D.C. Yes. and it's not exactly it's not exactly the biggest football town. He would go to D.C. and he would basically be a glorified club ambassador. Mm. Really, he's just going to be there. He's a poster boy. He's going to be there to sell shirts. He's going to be there to sign autographs, post pictures with kids. And mm. I, I think, to be honest, at this point in his life, he, he's probably ready for that. Maybe in his head, he still feels that he can cut it in the Premier League. But when when the evidence is there... The evidence is there, and the evidence suggests he can't. Yeah, He's had his moments. He came back to Everton. He scored at Anfield in a memorable game. He's gave us that hat-trick against West Ham. He's hit a few really good goals, like the one against, um, I believe it was Arsenal. Mm. We ended up, I think it was Koeman's last game. So he got a great goal against them. And that memorable header against Stoke on the opening yeah. day. I think Rooney has pretty much got what he wanted out of the move to Everton. He wants to closure. He wanted to feel loved by Evertonians again. And he wanted to feel like he was a player who was kind of a big deal. And he's had that. Yeah. But for one season, that's cool. That's fine. If that was a one-season deal, you've quite what you wanted. I think it's time that we shake hands and leave now. It would have been great if you could lift a trophy. But it's sadly, that's not going to happen in, what, in one season of a project. This That is several years down the road and you just don't have half those years in you. So yeah. I think it's, it would be best for all parties if he kind of shakes hands here, walks out with his head held high, the club wishing farewell. I, I, it, as I go back, if Wayne Rooney was willing to play for peanuts, I don't want Wayne Rooney reduced to just a bit part player like Yaya Torre, a kind of Manchester City. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think I think he deserves more dignity, dignity than that. Yeah. I don't want to see a player who we kind of feel he's only there because the manager kind of give him a charity contract. I was reading today that Yaya Torre was all set to leave Manchester City. Everyone at the club thought it was time for him to leave. And Guardiola kind of gave him a contract out of sympathy yeah, sort of thing. And Rooney has a contract already, but I don't want Rooney to kind of... I don't want Rooney to feel patronised type thing. I don't want Rooney to say, right, we're more than happy to keep you, but uh, I want you to kind of just stay in the background and do what I want you to do. I think it would be better if Rooney just kind of says... Well, if I, you can't give me what I want, then I'm going to puff my chest out and kind of go off and hold. It's and insulting to anyone who's competitive. You know what I mean? Yes. Anyone who, because to be fair to him, he scored goals for us this season. He contributed this yes. season. He did, which means he can contribute somewhere else. You know, he yes. can. Uh, but we would be saving. What is it? Is it six million or eight million uh, on wages in one year? Probably. On, on just his wages. It's an absurd amount. It's a lot. Um, and yeah. I think he actually, I feel like he took less 
<laughs> to come to come to Everton. So uh, one kind of something like that. If he would, if if he talked to Silva and Silva said, you know what, I see a place for you. I see you playing a lot this season. Yes. All right. The wages would be worth it. But you know he's spoken to Silva, and he does not fit Silva's mo in terms of what he wants no. from players at any of those positions. None of those no. central positions. None of the ones up front. It makes no sense. Um, so they are being. I mean, they're being financially intelligent, but also just they're being respectful of his time and uh, and the squad. Yeah. Yeah. It just yeah. makes sense. Uh, yeah. There's, I just to, to some, I just don't see what there is left to gain from Wayne Rooney's position. By staying, obviously he wants the trophy, but the trophy's just or the finishing in the Champions League. That's yeah. just not realistic at the time he has left as a force of footballer. Yeah, he's ca- he's came back. He scored a hat trick at Goodison Park. He scored against Liverpool in the Merseyside derby. He recreated his wonder goal against Arsenal. Mm. Literally, <laughs> I think he's kind of what. What else does he have to cross off by staying at Everton? So I think he's his kids have seen him don the, the Everton jersey. So I think he's been man of the match at Goodison in front of his children. It kind of feels like all the dreams are complete. The only thing that is missing is the trophy, but the trophy was probably never realistic. Yeah. So I think from Wayne Rooney, he's done everything there is to do in England now. He's won every trophy there is to win at Manchester United. He's won back the respect of his boyhood club. He's scored in some in some games that he wanted to score in. He always said his dream was to score in Merseyside derby. He's done that. Kind of what else is there left to do in England? Not a lot, I don't think. So I think now is the time to go to America. Enjoy the sunshine. Enjoy being made into a big deal, which, as you said, I hope happens. Yeah. I really hope that they give him the A-list treatment, roll the red carpets out. I think him and his family kind of deserve that now. And I think he would enjoy the Amer- the lifestyle over there, being away from paparazzi over here, where, obviously, you know, he can't walk down the road without the papers trying to, you know, get a photo of him. You know, Wayne Rooney sells newspapers, but not for sporting reasons. And I think he yeah. would enjoy the privacy a bit more in the US. If Wayne Rooney goes out and makes a fool of himself. It's not big news in the USA. It's front yeah. page news over here. It'll be I big, think him and his family would enjoy that. It'll be very interesting uh, in terms of how, because DC is our capital, so majority of the paparazzi are for politics and politicians. Yes, they won't. And so it's, yeah. it's not really the kind of place, it's not like New York or LA where people see it as, hey, this is the fun place to go. It's DC is there's there's a it is a different world than a lot of other major <laughs> cities in America. It's gonna be a strange. Yes. When I heard DC, he was going there. I was like, you know, I was I was a little surprised. But it doesn't yeah. mean we can drive up and go watch him. And I get to to say I've seen uh, another Maybe Everton not. player play in person. I got to see Tim Howard play, and then I'd be able to say I saw him play. So. That would be cool, but still. Uh, I think we overused him last season, and that really hindered his yeah. effectiveness down the stretch. I don't think he mm-hmm. was intended to be used that much this this past season. That was disappointing. Uh, Alexi Lalas, by the way, if you remember who that guy is, used to play U- for U.S. national team. Uh, red hair, red goatee. Doesn't have the goatee yes, anymore. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, he's a, a pundit over here now, and he says that he thinks Rooney is too slow for the MLS because it's got a lot of... Uh, Central American, American, and uh, in South American players, they're very quick. Um, yes. However, I I think he will be able to contribute despite all that. Yeah. Um, how do you think he'll get on playing for the field? For DC this season? Am I right in saying the vast majority of MLS pitches are a lot? Uh, the size of them is a lot bigger than they are for a lot of pitches in England. It. I actually think they're smaller. 
I think Smaller? the pitches here are smaller, especially New York City United, New York City FC. NYCFC has a baseball field outfield, and it's yes. tiny. It's the worst thing to play. I have no idea why they did that. It's so stupid. But I think they're smaller. I think it depends on where Rooney wants to play. If Rooney plays deep, I think he might run into the same problems that Lampard and Gerrard move, mm-hmm. and Palo as well run into, yeah. where it's just a traffic jam in midfield with all the energy. But I think if he plays up top against some defenders who, well, being disrespectful, there's a lot of them who are limited. Mm-hmm. I think he could enjoy a renaissance. Didier Drogba looked 25. He did. Playing for Montreal Impact. Ibrahimovic just looked solid. And yeah. Ibrahimovic just looked solid. And Ibrahimovic, I, 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 he's a strange one, Ibrahimovic. He looked like he was as good as ever last season. And mm-hmm. then he played three games for Manchester United before they kind of just let him leave. So I'm not sure if Ibrahimovic could still cut it over here. But there's a lot of players who look done in the European leagues who mm-hmm. went over there, strikers predominantly, who are enjoying Renaissance? Robbie Keane enjoyed a great time yeah, playing did. up front in that in the traditional number nine. Was Robbie Keane did wouldn't have got in many Premier League teams anymore. So players who you might think their goal scoring days are over, they don't have the legs anymore. I think in MLS where the defenders are a bit more limited and the ball comes into the box a lot more, it's not kind of worked in worked into the box through right. the centre through through number ten. I think Ray Rooney could enjoy a sort of poacher role, yeah, sort of I similar agree. to how Michael Owen. Seems to how Michael Owen maybe was in the final in his final years. A fox in the box, the traditionally called. I think Rooney could have a bit of success with that, but if they just want to play him central midfield as a creator, like Everton have tried to do, yeah. I maybe he would run into the same problems that Palo and Jared and Lampard did where they might be in a slower league, but they just don't have the legs of a young man anymore. Yeah. So yeah, so essentially good luck, Wayne. Uh, hope DC is kind to you. Hope it works out for you, man. Uh, there is a lot of cool stuff in DC, just to be fair. So I don't want to sit there yep. and sell it as some, you know, nest of vipers, you know, like a politics hotbed. There is some culture there, some really good stuff. There. I will, I will say, I'll say now, just before we finish, what are the odds that at some point next season we will see Wayne Rooney in a photograph with Donald Trump in the White House or outside the White House? Not even going to touch that, but that would be so funny. Just saying. All right. (laughs) It might. It very well might. All right. So that is it for our Rooney segment. He's probably gone, people. That's also it for the big show. Podcasters out there, thank you for listening. Uh, We appreciate it. Uh, Please subscribe to the Toffee Blues podcast. Rate it if you can. And give us a kind view. Say, I love Paul. He's new. He's great. Say something like that. So also... Check out uh, Paul's work on uh, the Toffee Loose website. He's got an article on there right now about being patient with Selva, and we should be, so check it out. Um, uh, additionally, check out the Toffee Blues website. Uh, there's, uh, check them out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. All, you know, Yeah, they're everywhere. Be, yeah, Go to the website. Read some stuff. It'd be great. I think that's it. Thank you for listening. Yes. Uh, thanks, Paul. It's great to talk to you, man. It was great to talk to you, man. I enjoyed that. Yeah, it's got to, great to have the voice behind the, the writing. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Paul, thanks so much. Uh, I guess we're going to go ahead no problem, and roll. Uh, everybody, thanks so much. Bye. Bye-bye, man. All right. Have a lovely day.